The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome to A Sandy Place, a unique virtual platform designed to support and grow human well-being. Through virtual workshops, creative experiences, and self-exploration, you can take a deep breath, have some fun, and read or learn something new. Explore the opportunities at asandyplace.com and on social media. Wishing you wellness. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Morning Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> I think this is your show. Thank you for having me. I feel like a guest this morning. It's a beautiful morning, 54 degrees, and today will be a great day. Not as warm as yesterday. Our high today, uh, ooh, 69. Yesterday's high is 77. And for those of you who have already done some gardening and planted already, the National Weather Service says mm. frost and freezing temperatures are expected tonight. Wow. Now, <laughs> that's a pretty good weather forecast. Yeah. But let's hear what Tina has to say. Tina, <laughs> Tina, what do you have going on today for the weather? Hey, it's Tina from Hometown Heating. Today you will use your furnace and your AC. Well, uh, Tina confirms your uh, prediction that you will use your furnace and your air conditioning She's today. absolutely right. She is absolutely right. Yes. So when I get home, I'll turn my furnace on. I was glad to see she didn't fall. I, I had a lot of people yesterday, they thought Tina was really up on that Blake building, and I said she was. <laughs> so thanks to Tina and Hometown Visit. Heatandcoolwithus.com. You can always check out the uh, Hometown Heating and Cooling Skycam on our website anytime. While it's going to be uh, cold tonight, we're going to have a beautiful Memorial Day weekend, beautiful weather all three days of the holiday. You know, I've heard people are worried about their northern Michigan trips. It's not going to be that hot. People are canceling their trips. What? Have you ever canceled a trip due to weather? No. Never. Never. Not in Michigan. We don't do that here. Mm -hmm. I uh, jinxed the uh, Miami Heat yesterday when I said that there was a high potential for sweeps yeah, uh, both the NHL and NBA, uh, the Celtics came back. I think they're going to win four straight now. You do? <laughs> um, I'd bet you on that. Mm. I don't think so. I think mm. it's uh, too little too late. But, yeah, I think uh, people are, in, I don't know, I don't think people are going to be as, as interested in this year's NBA Finals um, as they have been in the past. If, I think it's it, going to be a little sleepy. Yeah, if it had been uh, Celtics, Lakers, it would have been. The network would have loved it. And the For networks, sure. have you heard? Uh, ESPN and uh, Fox, CBS, NBC, they all are uh, messing up the Big Ten uh, television contracts. And they're just discovering, the football coaches and athletic directors are just discovering this week that the contract is so messed up that they've been assigned games and game times that they have no intention of honoring, mm -hmm. including the Michigan-Ohio State game, would be played November 11th 
at night. Which uh, both schools do not want that to happen. No, too late in the season for a night game. Mm -hmm. And, and Michigan uh, really doesn't want to play that many night games in general. Um, so yeah, it's uh, all about the cash. Yeah. You play when, play when we'll, you, you said you're going to play. That's, that's going to be what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to, every game is going to be a night game. I don't know. What do you like, Brandon? When, you, when you're watching your team play, do you like the night game? As a fan, I like the night game because I have a young child, so ah. I yeah. can focus yeah. on the yeah. game the whole time. Brandon has that a is nice. Boy. Yeah, a noon game, a noon game with, a, with a young child is, mm -hmm. is tough. It's, it's almost like you don't watch the game. Mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Lansing yesterday, uh, the Michigan Senate voted 55 to 5 mm. to protect Michiganders with braids, locks, and twists from discrimination, including being ordered to cut their hair by bosses or lose out on jobs because of their hairstyles. The hair discrimination bill easily passed in the Senate and uh, likely to pass the House. And that would be, and apparently that's, it's an issue. There have been people who have been forced to change their hairstyle. It's uh, a race. Mm -hmm. uh, based discrimination and another form of discrimination being outlawed uh, soon in the state of Michigan. Uh, the Surgeon General, you know who he is? I, I don't know who the Surgeon General is. Well, the last I heard they were saying that loneliness was worse than a pack of cigarettes a day. Well, yeah. So is this the same gentleman? It's the same guy. Vivek Murthy, he was the Surgeon General once and then he was gone and then he's back. He said he issued an advisory yesterday saying social media poses serious risk for the health, mental health, and well-being of children and adolescents. You don't say. Wow, well, I could be the attorney general. Uh, surgeon general. Whatever. <laughs> surgeon. Is he really a surgeon? He is. He's from Indiana, too. A doctor. Uh, he's a, doc heart he's a real doctor. He's yeah. a real doctor. Yeah. Another, uh, another doctor news in uh, Western Germany, officials at a hospital have fired a surgeon after he used a uh, hospital janitor to assist in a toe amputation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, they were doing the amputation, and uh, he needed an assistant because the patient did not receive a local anesthetic became wow. restless on the uh, gurney gurney, and asked the janitor, hey, can you come in and hold the guy, hold this guy's leg down while I cut off his toe? Ugh. And so he did, and um, the surgeon's uh, been fired. Wow. He's not the surgeon general. No. Uh, I have some more overseas news. In Australia, uh, there was an incident. Mm -hmm. A 95-year-old gal was... She was stun gunned. No. And, yes, and left with critical injuries. I thought uh, she was. I thought you were going to say she went. Uh, she uh, went skydiving. Skydiving. It looks like yeah. she went skydiving. Or this is this is the only picture that she they have of her. She's in a nursing home, and she she had a steak knife, and she was approaching like an officer just with a steak knife. I don't mm -hmm. think she was going to stab him, and he. Uh, stun gunned her, leaving her with critical injuries, and um, that Australian officer is going to be uh, in trouble because he's going to be charged for stun gunning it's that woman be. in the nursing home with a steak knife. Wow. Yeah, 95-year-old uh, gal. Hmm. It's not going to look good on his uh, resume. No, it's not. 
Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's today is a somber anniversary. It was one year ago today that a gunman killed 19 children and two teachers at that elementary school in Uvalde. In that community, they'll never recover. No, I watched uh, 2020 was had a follow up mm -hmm. last week where you, where they talked to a really um, kind of every tentacle that was touched by that tragedy mm -hmm. from parents, uh, teachers. You know that w the one teacher that the gentleman, he, every single kid in his classroom was killed mm -hmm. right in front of them. I mean, are you kidding me? This is absolutely crazy. One of the uh, most ridiculous uh, things you will, you will ever hear about, there's n the new video that I've seen on that 2020, um, you see all these parents trying to break down the fence and get into the school. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, we all saw the video uh, in the early days, mm -hmm. but in recent uh, weeks, more video has uh, been released and broadcast, and it is, it's just- It's awful. Uh, unbelievable. It's yeah, so, yep. absolutely awful. Mm -hmm. um, coming up next week after Memorial Day, the Tuesday, we will have the Selby Track and Field Classic. It's back at Jackson High, so we will have that. Cassie Legal will join me, and um, looking forward to it. Should be a great event. Um, also over at Jackson High, uh, Jack Fairley's retiring. Did you know that? I did. And he's, he's he's moving to your home state. He's moving to Manchester, Vermont. He is to be a neighbor of uh, Alec Baldwin. He is. He's, he'll be neighbors with Alec Baldwin. Um, like really close, they really close. Uh, Jack threw out the first pitch the other night for the for the Vikings, kind of kind of just to honor Jack for all all he's overseen and done over the uh, over the years. Um, we'll miss Jack. Jack always treated uh, treated us first class mm -hmm. all the time, and uh, Jack and I also share a birthday. How about yeah, that? That's right. That's Happy right. birthday, Jack! Just birthday brothers. Week. Yeah, great career. Uh, Thirty-five years. Amazing. Uh, coach, Absolutely teacher, amazing. Administrator. Yeah. He's uh, he already has um, he already has gotten contact with a local high school in Vermont, and I think he'll be taking uh, he'll be taking tickets at football games in the fall up there. Mm -hmm. So, yep, Manchester High School, where my sister Marcy graduated. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, Let's stay over at Jackson High, the Al Glick Youth Football Camp. Uh, we've got to get that on mm -hmm. everyone's calendars. That's one you don't want to miss. And uh, Saturday, uh, June 17th, is the Al Glick Youth Football Camp. And uh, fourth through ninth graders, uh, if you're entering fourth through ninth grade uh, this fall, and uh, to sign up, you can visit facebook.com slash Youth football camp. It's a, it's my, one of my favorite events of the year, and I know you you love to uh, to go to that as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's the coolest day of the year, and um, yeah, so. you got a chance to uh, rub shoulders with uh, Jim Harbaugh. You interviewed him. I did. Yes, yeah. I did. That was not my best work, but yeah, I mean, I think think of the people we've got to talk to because of this event. Charles Woodson. I mean, awesome. So, very cool. Well, you were very intimidated. By Jim. Jim. Well, He's very intimidating. He is intimidating. He's scary. <laughs> He's scary. He's very, his father now, his father, I could have interviewed him all day. Jack Harbaugh. Jim, Jack. Yeah, yeah Jack. he was there that day Yeah, too. Jim was a little uh, intimidating. I yeah. saw Jim Harbaugh in his first year at, uh, back at Michigan, and he was walking down 
um, Main Street in Ann Arbor, and he was, his kids kept trying to run into the street, mm -hmm. and he kept yanking them mm -hmm. back onto the sidewalk. Yeah, well, that's how you teach them. Yeah. That's, that's how you teach them. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, today's show is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. Now, in their third generation, they have a wonderful Memorial Day sale happening, and uh, they will even be open on Memorial Day. I was just looking at the... Uh, well, I, was, I ran into Nathan the other night, and I asked oh, him if sure. he, he would pay my sales tax always, and he said he would think about it. Well, you can get a, a Lazy Boy Rocker Recliner, originally $15.99, now $6.99. What? Yeah, saved $900, and all the patio furniture has arrived up to 40% store-wide, and they pay your sales tax. I like it. This is the weekend to shop. This is the weekend to shop at Vermeulen's. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of uh, items on the uh, police uh, blotter. Uh, officers responded to West Michigan Avenue and Northwest Avenue. Busy intersection. Very busy. Uh, for disorderly subjects, assault charges will be sought on a 40-year-old female and a 13-year-old female. Oh, wow. Lady. That's like my age. That's, like, that's, that's pretty close to like mine and my child's age. What happened? I don't know. It's, uh, it's, details are sketchy, but it sounds like the 40-year-old lady was hitting the 13-year-old child. Well, the child that, was, that begs the question. She was hitting her back. What did she do to deserve it? Well, both, I'm just kidding. Both just will be kidding. charged. Awful. So Awful. Typically, Things happen. It's a uh, he said, she said, he, she said, she said kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. And up on uh, I-75 uh, north of Detroit, a steer on the loose. Oh, I saw this. Yes. And where did they get these cowboys from so quick? I don't know. I guess there's a place you can call for there is. Uh, rescuing uh, steers. But we actually, the Michigan State Police, so they got uh, two ATVs, a, uh, a cowboy on horseback, and the cow. Oh, my God. They, they lassoed the cow. And they did lasso the cow. They did not charge the cow, and <laughs> I don't know how they got the cowboy out there so quick. They actually, no. the cowboy, the uh, in Michigan, we've got we've got cowboys just at the at your disposal off seventy five. Apparently, I mean, like in Jackson County, we have the mounted division. I'm sure. We've yeah, but I mean, how division. long would that take to like put together? I mean, this is just a the uh, state police put together this uh, action packed video. Let's take a look. Okay. That's cool. Very cool. <laughs> I don't know. Whoever has the four-wheeler and the cowboy hat, congratulations. Uh, I got further information. The cow had been loose for several weeks, oh. so the state police had some time to find a yeah. cowboy. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, in father-son news, I have a photograph that you probably thought would never be taken. Hmm. All right. Look at what we got here. Oh, my God! Oh, that's right, we were at MK. We were at the Conopakis, and that is Mark and his father, Ron, and uh, there's me. I'm clearly the, uh, 
the youngest in the entire group, and then there's you. And Jeremiah in the back. Yeah, and we had finished all of our barbecue. Ron was still working on his. Um, Jeremiah, I mean, are you kidding me? You know, it's funny. Um, Andy is. didn't want this picture taken because he didn't want to be seen with a can of Diet Pepsi. I didn't, and then Ron, uh, Ron got sauce on my shirt, I think. It was a fun time. It was fun. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a neat thing. Uh, Mark put together a uh, nice. barbecue for his uh, staff and, and some of the neighbors. Yeah, some of the neighbors. Some of yeah, and we just happened to be driving by, saw the hullabaloo, and pulled in. So, very nice. And got that nice photo. Well, I stopped because we saw the big guy catering truck. That's right. We did see the big guy catering truck. Let's get to our scoreboard, our Extreme Dodge scoreboard, brought to you by Extreme. Get that oil change today before you head up north. You don't want that check engine or oil change light coming on right when you get to about St. John's. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not good. It's not good. Get that oil change. <laughs> here's, our, uh, here's our softball scores. Columbia, uh, they handled Ida. Um, it was see how many runs you could score in one game. Not much defense. Uh, reading Concord split, Coldwater took two from Lumen. Here's some softball. Western, no problem with Harper Crick. And uh, Bedford beat Jackson. What else we what else we have baseball. here? We got some baseball. Jackson just took care of uh, the dogs from Sexton, 19 to four and 23 to one. Lumen Christie with a couple nice wins over Coldwater. And uh, we also had some track and field last night. Mm -hmm. Napoleon is the uh, Cascades Conference champ for boys and uh, they've got some, uh, Hanover Horton. Yeah. Also great. So, by the way, the uh, uh, soccer uh, postseason starts today. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, check out uh, photos from the Cascades Conference meet on our website and the uh, Interstate 8 as well. Um, let's get to uh, that's our last soccer score. Here's what's coming up on deck for today. Um, like you mentioned, there's the local playoff soccer action. It is win or go fishing, as they say. So that's all coming up on deck as we wind down the spring sports season here on uh, JTV. Who's on the show today? We have got a wonderful show. We're going to get things started with Clint White and Karen Watson from the Jackson County Airport right after this. Welcome to A Sandy Place, a unique virtual platform designed to support and grow human well-being. Through virtual workshops, creative experiences, and self-exploration, you can take a deep breath, have some fun, and read or learn something new. Explore the opportunities at asandyplace.com and on social media. Wishing you wellness. Coming up tomorrow, Zero Bar and Lounge has their grand opening and ribbon cutting. Excuse me, their ribbon cutting. Visit zerobarandlounge.com or check out their Facebook page for more info. The first cruise-in of the season is happening this Friday here in downtown Jackson. Cruise-in and concert. It should be a, uh, a wonderful night, wonderful kickoff to the downtown cruise-in and concert series. We hope to see you right here, downtown Jackson. You know, the Zero Bar and Lounge is a pop-up, and you mm -hmm. didn't say where the ribbon cutting is. Well, I'm not sure. 
It's at Horace Blackman Park. And they have their new horse, their new trailer. <laughs> yeah, yes, and it's going to be to cut the ribbon exactly at 1.11. Okay, thank you. That's yes. why you're here. <laughs> thank you. Uh, joining us now from the Jackson County Airport, Administrator and uh, Marketing Director Karen Watson and Owner Instructor of Flight School of Jackson, Clint White. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Yeah. So, People probably don't even know we have a flight school of Jackson. It's fairly new, isn't it, Clint? Fairly new, yes. There was uh, um, a void uh, in flight training, and we wanted to um, give that opportunity for um, the community of Jackson. Yeah. So, how, ma how many uh, how many pilots do we have around here? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Not as many as we want. Okay. Um, and that's why we're here. Yeah. We've got. Um, some big plans at the airport. We've got events, we've got some uh, neat things happening, but first we've got to get that control tower fixed. Yes. It's in bad shape. It is, it is. It's, it's time for a facelift. So um, the control tower has been a staple in the community for well over 60 years. Um, we have a lot of uh, opportunity to improve this for future generations. Mm -hmm. So we were fortunate enough to have the FAA give us a $3.6 million grant toward the renovation of that, as well as the county assisting in um, the difference. So, yeah. All right, so this is the artist rendering. First, let's look at, uh, this is shortly after the control tower was constructed. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's really a, it's a cool building, you know, the, the whole, whole complex. Which way are we looking? Is that looking north? It, it looks flipped yes. around. Yeah, we're looking yes. from air, from uh, Wildwood Avenue. From Wildwood. Correct. Yes. Oh, wow. So to the left would be the airport okay. and the terminal building. Yeah. Um, straight on is the tower itself. Yeah. It's been through some changes over the years. As you can see there, it has uh, windows. As time evolved, uh, we wound up covering those windows and transforming it more into just the control tower itself. With the renovations planned, we'll be able to have administrative offices in there. We'll have conference space as well as the tower um, itself. So. Right now, the second and third floor, empty. I've never been Correct. in there. Yeah. I've never been in. No really. one has. Really? Yeah. Oh. Aviation Day is a great day <laughs> for you guys to tour it. And that is coming up. Yes. Look what they did. They This yeah. was built with all windows. Yep. They covered them all up to... Mm -hmm. uh, the energy crisis. Of oh, the, the energy crisis. Yes. 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 So yes. With it not being utilized for anything other than the tower itself, you know, we were looking for ways to save money over the years, so we wound up covering them up and and just focusing on um, utilizing that for the tower uh, staff and our administrative building, uh, as you know, is south of the existing tower. Um, once the renovations are complete, we'll be moving over to the tower building and using the current administrative offices um, for other nice. uses. Very you nice. can't use it now because it's contaminated. Right. So we're going to go in there and do some demo and make it all Very pretty. nice. Will you have your office there then? Yes. Oh, That'll be nice. Yes. Clint, how long have you been flying? Uh, it's going on about 20 years okay. now. How did you first get into it? Uh, it's been that's what I wanted to do yeah. when I was five wow so Very I'm cool. fortunate lucky to have pursued my career um, cool. in aviation so um, it's I feel like I can give back now um, and I'm part of the Airport Advisory Council mm -hmm. as well and um, really trying to expand aviation the footprint of aviation 
uh, in Jackson. So, mm -hmm. what kind of plane do you fly? Uh, professionally or at the flight school? Well, I guess both. Both. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> professionally, I fly for American Airlines. Fly I'm captain for a, on a 737, and then at the flight school, we have uh, Cessna aircraft okay. that we fly. So, so what's it, what's it like for someone that uh, wants to learn? What's the what's the first process. I assume people that get to the step of calling you have done quite a bit of research. That's, that's the biggest first step is reaching out, right? Yeah. Um, really what I recommend is if you have never been in a small airplane before to come out for a discovery flight. Okay. Um, to see if you you might you know, not like you it, might not right. like it right you, you would not. I might right. not like that. You would not. I wouldn't like that. <laughs> no. Have you flown in a little uh, two no. three seater yet? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we have, remember, uh, Brandon, we went to Beaver Island in that plane. Oh, yeah. 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 And about a month later, it crashed. Oh, oh yeah. no. Crazy. So everyone's going to have a chance to discover aviation at the airport because you're having, again, another uh, aviation day. Yes. Yep. Last year, we had about 2,000 people come through. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it really is. And it's just a chance for us to educate the community on what we're doing, obviously, what Clint's got going on. You know, we have uh, a lot of business owners that have hangar space there. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are interested in, in obtaining that and, and having yeah. their planes there for business purposes. You know, it makes things a lot more efficient right. um, to travel that way for a lot of business owners. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a new company called Zephyr Systems that joined us that does drones. Oh, cool. So they'll be there on Aviation Day nice. again this year, um, showing you know what they can do and carrying up to 500 pounds and. All the new technology that that is going forward for aviation so it'll be a good learning experience but we'll also mm -hmm. have military there cool all sorts of good stuff awesome. so it should be a fun event that's june 24th yes but uh, this weekend there's pancakes. uh pancakes, <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> mm -hmm. lots of pancakes how long has this been going on because i we were talking yesterday i remember going as a child it's, it's decades yeah. yeah yeah it's a staple in the community for sure absolutely so this is only $10 per person, kids uh, five and under, with an adult free, kids six to ten, five dollars. Uh, you're getting your money's worth at this. This is just a classic. And um, 7 a.m. to noon, so you can get there early. Yes. I like that. Yes. <laughs> Very good. A lot of planes fly in for those too, don't they, Clint? Yeah, uh, not just pancakes and breakfast, but some really cool aircraft come in cool. that mm -hmm. you get to check out. Who doesn't love airplanes? I know, right? loves it, love it, right? What's, what's the uh, activity like um, at the airport, kind of like just on a weekly basis? Is it, is it a lot busier than people would think? Absolutely. Yeah. Matter of fact, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a gentleman come in yesterday and, and said the same thing. They're like, wow, you know, this, this mm -hmm. is a high traffic airport. Most people right. don't realize what comes and goes, right. especially, you know, it's a great stop for people to refuel. Okay. Uh, we have Skyway Aviation mm -hmm. on the premises, so they utilize that for fueling stations. Um, you know, we have obviously, you know, MIS, big event, right. people coming in and utilizing the right. airport. Uh, we had probably about a month or so ago, we had a dog rescue. Oh, I remember that. In. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah. it's just really neat to see the different people utilizing the airport and, and mm -hmm. uh, remembering what Jackson has to offer yeah. through the county. Very lucky. More traffic yeah. than Lansing. Oh, yeah. It's mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Uh, now, Clint, next time you're uh, piloting an American Airlines 737, can you land in Jackson? That'd be fun. 
<laughs> we could, but if you if you had to, you could. If we had yeah. to, yeah. And as a pilot, what do you think about those beverage carts? Uh, I think they should get rid of them. They don't affect you. Well, right? you're right. They don't affect me. But how would you get your drinks? Your you have to have in. a beverage cart. Tray. They hand you a little Tray. bag getting on the plane. It could be uh, done ahead of time at the uh, at the gate. It could. You get a little bag. Mm -hmm. You know, carry it on board. Yeah, while you're checking for able-bodied <laughs> folks. <right? laughs> oh, we really do. It's a gem. The Jackson County yeah. Airport, Reynolds Field. Yeah, we're lucky. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for all the work you do at uh, the airport and uh, for uh, advancing aviation. Thank yeah. you. Thank thanks you for both. having us. Uh, Karen Watson and Clint White from Reynolds Field, Jackson County Airport. More in the morning show after this. Welcome to A Sandy Place, a unique virtual platform designed to support and grow human well-being. Through virtual workshops, creative experiences, and self-exploration, you can take a deep breath, have some fun, and read or learn something new. Explore the opportunities at asandyplace.com and on social media. Wishing you wellness. Today's show is brought to you by the Dirty Bird in downtown Jackson. They have over 40 beers on tap. Great place to go for lunch. Check out the garage doors. They have been open out to the patio. And it sounds like the patio has moved its way inside to JTV <laughs> right now. Um, so they might be open right now, actually. Uh, Memorial Day fireworks coming up. And Splash Pad is open. All thanks to El Rowe Steel. It's free. May 26th, 29th, free admission to the falls and splash pad. And then, of course, you can check out the fireworks. It's the Memorial Day weekend celebration presented by Alro Steel, celebrating 75 years. Joining us now from St. John's Catholic Cemetery, we have Family Services Representative and Cemetery Site Coordinator Jenny Metelka and Cemetery Grounds and Maintenance Supervisor and Assistant Family Services Representative, <laughs> Ryan Mick. That's well, mouthful. Thank I'm you. glad you said that. Yeah. I, oh, I just had we Jenny wear many and Brian hats. on my sheet. Yeah. We yeah. wear many hats. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we were talking before the show, we see at least twice a year yeah. for yeah. Uh, Wreaths Across America, yep. and then for the uh, Memorial Day. And the, it's really the start of, I would say, cemetery season where people are visiting and particularly uh, honoring those mm -hmm. on Memorial Weekend. Absolutely. This is uh, this our time of year. Um, I know you've told us before, how many how many veterans do we have uh, in the cemetery? 2,300-ish. Ish. Amazing. Yep. Just so, over. Yeah. Wow. And every year we do Wreaths Across America honoring yeah. them. Yeah. And then um, for Memorial Day, of course, we're honoring our men and women who died serving right. um, in the U.S. military, but also our mass that we have on Monday, Memorial Day at 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, it's a chance to have a mass out at the cemetery, outside at our altar, with your loved ones who are buried there, mm -hmm. along with honoring nice. our service people. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. And again, another long tradition that we've had. Mm -hmm. The altar was actually permanently uh, installed several years ago just for this mass. It was. Yeah. It was donated by Denoyer Funeral Home. And we are going to do some altar renovations uh, later this summer. So everyone's welcome mm -hmm. to stop by next year to see what we're going to do, a uh, couple upgrades there. Not only uh, with the holiday, but the, the weather, of course, brings, brings more visitors. Um, 
and it will be busy. Are there are there some rules and, and etiquette for uh, visiting uh, visiting your loved ones? Yeah, yeah yes and no. Yeah, um, yeah just uh, common sense. Uh, dust till dawn. You get yeah. everybody's welcome to visit mm -hmm. the cemetery, um, but just common sense. I've noticed signs uh, at cemeteries, and I think this is universal. No. No metal detectors. People no. should not come <laughs> right. with metal detectors. Obviously. I mean, people do that. Not in Jackson, I don't. And but <laughs> since you mentioned signs, um, that's something to note for us. Uh, about three years ago, we redid, maybe five years ago, we redid our signage. Um, and at every entrance, if people are wondering what they can bring out to the cemetery for decorations, um, they're welcome to look at our signage or go on our website, which is jacksoncemetery.org or call our office, um, but we do have our flower rules for decorating the graves on those. Well, let's take a look at uh, last year's uh, Memorial Day Mass. What uh, do people need to know? What, what's the, uh, the program? It starts at 9 a.m. Um, it is outside, so we do recommend you bring your own chair or you'll be sitting on the grass. Um, show up a little early to save your spot and just enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, we have local veterans that will present the flag to start the mass off and it's a, it's a really beautiful ceremony. So we, uh, and everybody's welcome to join us. Mm -hmm. We're also having the uh, Knights of Columbus this year, their fourth degree honor, honor guard, which is the patriotic arm of the Knights of Columbus. They will be um, at mass and then afterward we have a Fallen Soldiers Memorial. They'll be presenting a memorial wreath there. Awesome. Um, but they'll be a part of Mass as well. Father Tim McDonald from Queens will be our presider. But all of our local priests from the local parishes will be there as well. And tell, tell me what time again, Jenny? Nine? Nine o'clock, Monday. Bring your lawn chairs. That's probably the biggest note. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's usually hot and sunny. We've been blessed with great weather. The good Lord just smiles yeah. on us for this event, um, it seems, every year. So wear some sunscreen, maybe a hat. Um, but it looks like good weather again this year. What's What's this event like for you, uh, for both of you? Um, spend so much time there, you kind of get to take a step back. And, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. The guys, uh, the, the crew, uh, Benny Gajewski, uh, Tom Kaminsky, those guys yeah. have been busting their butts uh, last two weeks mm -hmm. uh, getting ready. So it's, it's more of a uh, sigh of relief for me. Yeah. <laughs> I get to take it in and yeah. realize that this is what we're working for and it's it's a lot of work for for a couple hours but it, yeah. it's well worth it every year i yeah. noticed we had a lot of uh trees that uh got damaged from the ice storm yeah we got uh we were very fortunate in that aspect i mean we did have a lot of cleanup but nothing nothing too major nothing the guys couldn't handle nice. mm -hmm. i also think for us it is a time uh, for memorial day mass to reflect on the year um, that we've had, we see so many families of loved ones um, and they become friends. Yep. And um, families who have, have buried their loved ones throughout the year. So we are able to talk with them, share mass with them. Um, the Catholic community really gathers for this event. It's usually two, 300 people in attendance. Um, so like Brian said, get there early to find parking in our parking lot or down the cemetery mm -hmm. roads. Um, but really it's a beautiful morning to have mass outdoors the birds are chirping, right. the sun's coming up. It's just, yeah. it's wonderful. Great way to start start your day, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that 2300, that number, uh, well, it grows every year. It and sure does. In the past year, we have had more families whose 
loved ones who've served are uh, now uh, buried at that cemetery. Yeah, and we can't uh, we can't honor those guys enough. So mm -hmm. just another event to to put some uh, thanks to those guys, yeah. and and we we love doing it. Yeah, if someone wants to uh, to just donate or you know honor, buy some flowers for someone that doesn't have any family left. How mm -hmm. how could they do that? They could um, call one of our local florists and yeah. have them sent to the cemetery's office okay. for. Um, a veteran or a military sure. member who has died in the, we've got a couple soldiers who are buried in our cemetery who died in the line of duty. Um, they could also sponsor a wreath for our December event, Wreaths sure. Across America. That would be a beautiful way to honor a veteran, get a kickstart on that. Yeah. Do we have any unknown soldiers uh, buried in the cemetery? Not that I'm aware of. So that Wreaths Across America is another way that people yeah, can, and that, for sure. uh, you can, make a donation anytime during the yeah, year. Just visit our website at uh, jacksoncemetery.org that Jenny mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, there's links on there they can follow to, to make a donation for that event as well. Yeah, having a wreath at every single so veteran cool. grave is Powerful. amazing. And you were able to do it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackson community steps up every year. We've yeah. got we've got awesome people surrounding us, yeah. and out of what, we've done it five six years this now. This will be our seventh. Wow. This year's our seventh wow. year. <laughs> wow. But we've uh, awesome. last year we hit 100% again. Awesome. Any uh, any other holiday plans outside of work for either of you guys? Rest. Yeah. <laughs> Golf. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully. There you go. Fun. Yeah, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. It should be. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys uh, so much and. Hope to uh, hope everyone can uh, get out and join you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks absolutely. for having us. Thank you, Bart. Ryan Mick and Jenny Matelka from St. John's Catholic Cemetery. More of the morning show right after this quick break. Welcome to a Sandy Place, a unique virtual platform designed to support and grow human well-being. Through virtual workshops, creative experiences, and self-exploration, you can take a deep breath have some fun, and read or learn something new. Explore the opportunities at asandyplace.com and on social media. Wishing you wellness. Today's show is brought to you by Total Landscaping. For over 26 years, Total Landscaping has offered residential and commercial landscape services at fair and reasonable prices. TotalLandscapingInc.com, free estimates. If uh, you have that project that you would like to check out, see how much it costs, free estimates. Joining us now is the co-founder and COO of Birthbright Company, Tia Parker. Hi, Bart, thanks Hi. for having me. Morning, Tia. Hi, Andy. Glad to have you back, welcome. Yes, thank you. Well, this is a, a big month mm -hmm. for uh, Birthbright with what you folks do with your mission, but Let's, uh, let's first uh, tell people what Birthbright is. So Birthbright is a nonprofit that serves children in foster care. Um, we serve the families too, so we give them resources, mentorship, um, support um, to kind of help them through that journey and process. Um, a lot of families need resources. The kids sometimes come with nothing, and so we really try to fill in those gaps. How did you uh, how did you start this? How did you come up with it? How did you kind of get to where you are today? Yeah, um, my sister Monique Zantop um, and I were both former foster parents, okay. and so we kind of were in that root of seeing like kids coming in with less belongings and mm -hmm. um, kind of engaging with other foster parents and seeing that there's like kind of a need for resources that was lacking, um, and so we really kind of were like this is what we needed and we kind of have applied that to our own organization, and so that's really helped us to kind of shape things kids will show up 
at their new foster home with just a, a grocery bag of their stuff. Yeah, sometimes kids have less than that. Sometimes it's really just the clothes that they're in. Um, I've had an infant come with a car seat and the, the worker actually had to go to Walmart and get some things because I had other kids in the home and she's like, I can stop really quick and get the things for you. Um, and so that was really helpful, but usually the kids come with very little, so yeah. May is National Foster Care Month and, and we know that there's around 10,000 uh, children in the state um, I think around 160 plus in Jackson County. Uh, it's just, it's something that a lot of people just aren't familiar with, don't yeah. think about, but um, there's, a, there's a serious need. There is, um, a lot of families are already fill, filled up. There's a, like mm -hmm. a space requirement, so you have to have room for the children to come in. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of families that are really kind of getting burnt out, that the kids sure. just keep coming in and there's not enough homes that are licensed. Um, and it's really just kind of more kids yeah. in care than, than right. um, think we can do something for. So you've been a foster parent yourself? Yes, yes, I have. I was actually a foster parent for a very short time, but okay. I had a medically fragile child, um, and then I did have an infant in the home, and oh, so wow. I didn't really foster for a long time, but I had like one of the more difficult cases. Wow. Um, and so I saw a lot of the stuff with the medical stuff and the needing of resources and medical supplies. Um, mm. I got kind of that more like darker side of it. Sure. You had an event called Hooray for May. We did, yes. Um, this is our second year for our Hooray for May event, and so this is Monique's like special project. Um, she did a lot of the setting up and organizing for this event, um, but we solicited for um, toys. We had um, summer gear. We had clothing and shoes. Um, we had all kinds of stuff. Toilet paper, Target donated um, laundry detergent to us, and nice. so we had a lot of things for the families. Um, we kind of wanted to get them loaded up for the summer, um, and have the kids really be able to come and pick out items for themselves. What's the best way that the community can can help the foster closet to you? Um, so the best way they could really help is to um, donate monetarily. Um, it helps us to buy the specific items we need. They could also organize a drive for us, um, like a church group or sure. a school group. Um, if they could do the actual organizing the drive, that really gives us a lot of support um, because volunteer-wise, we don't have a lot of volunteers at the closet. We have a small space, but mm -hmm. if somebody can kind of externally have a drive and, and get items for us, that's really helpful. Very good idea. Yeah. You uh, are based here in Jackson and yes. have served primarily Jackson, but also your services have helped foster parents in uh, neighboring counties. Yes, um, we have a lot of people from Hillsdale and other counties that come, um, Ingham, Calhoun. Um, we really serve all of Michigan. If the families can reach us, we're more than happy to serve them. Um, the logistics of getting items to people the further they are away is really hard. And we used to do delivery, but um, we really kind of have to have the support staff for that, so we've had the families come and pick up. Hey, and before birth break came to be, uh, there was just no resource for foster parents like um, this. There was a local resource that was on like a smaller scale, but yeah, it was really difficult for people to kind of, um, it was like an in-home thing. And so mm -hmm. it's really difficult for people if there's not like a specific location to be able to come or days and times. Um, we kind of do a lot of prepackaging stuff, mm -hmm. and so that really helps. but. Um, in terms of resources for foster families, you're right, there really wasn't yeah. much of anything here, and especially in um, sure. Michigan, it's kind of hard to find a space that's yeah. close to you. We're always in looking, obviously looking for foster families. What, yeah. what would you say to encourage folks, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a certain uh, demographic, maybe there's a certain 
maybe empty nesters? I, you know, what's the what's the what's your take? I would say, well, for sure, that Birthbright's a resource. So don't worry if you don't have the items and you need support. We're definitely here. Um, I'd say people who are worried about younger kids. There's teens. There's mm -hmm. older kids, and so. Yeah, empty nesters, people who are maybe have a slower pace of life, a teen might be a good idea, or an older child. Um, the resources, we're here for that. Um, and I'd say that there's a good support system here. And so really it's kind of just asking questions and, and letting people know where you're at. Can you take a placement or not? You have the uh, foster closet, but you also have uh, a literacy program? Yes, um, Bright Brown Literacy. Um, and so we're really excited about that. We've gotten lots of books. We get new books for the kids. We want them to be able to expand their personal libraries. Um, and then it just gives families something different to do. A lot of kids really have just different likes, a lot of graphic mm -hmm. novel kids. And you know, there's a lot of different things. Um, some kids like sci-fi. It gives kids a chance to explore what they like and what they want to learn about. Cool. Yeah. When you first got into the program, what was the biggest surprise for you in taking on a child? Um, so the biggest surprise was really how um, caring they are. They just kind of really fit right into your family. And mm -hmm. so I ended up doing a lot of like, we're going to get this for you two. And it doubled, <laughs> like doubles, like almost like I've got like twins. And I'm like, this is getting really expensive. Like you need a chair, you need a chair, like yeah. specialized stuff. And they really just kind of fit into your home. Yeah, you know, I think one thing you brought up about some of, some of the medical needs and the, mm -hmm. the time and travel. Um, so any way that you can support a foster parent is, is great. Yes, yeah, you know, um, people really just don't think about stuff like driving, you know, if right. somebody, the foster families can have um, people who help them, like, you know, they're, they're licensed, they're, um, I don't really know the wordings, but, you know, people who are authorized to take sure. the child if they needed to babysit. Um, and so just friends and family of the foster family, mm -hmm. I could take them and drop them off to the visit, or I could help with this, and, you know, people just forget about those little intricate details, yeah. even a gas card. Right. Yeah, and the kids, uh, I'm sure there's so much emotional uh, damage, you know, for some cases are literally ripped oh, out it's of their scary, homes. right? Even yeah. for anyone, it's scary to yeah. go to a new place. It is. You're really going to the home. It's really strangers meeting it. I don't have better terminology. It's almost like dating. You're really mm -hmm. getting to know somebody, and they're right. getting to know you, your likes and dislikes. Right. And that's why we love having our events. We get to know the kids, and so we might pick up on little details like I saw them looking at that dinosaur and next time we give them something and put that dinosaur in there for that person and so all that kind of stuff really goes together you kind of um, really are getting to know each other and mm. the items really kind of help if we can yeah. help kinds, facilitate that. What kinds of things can people donate and you know we all see it's garage sale season you don't want junk but what yeah. if some good things that people might have that they can uh, offer? So I'd say Really, um, I don't want to sound rude, but anything new, the yeah. kids really are disadvantaged already. And so we've really tried to get away from some of the used items. For if sure. it's looking great, then excellent. And all things are treasure to somebody. And so we, we acknowledge that. Um, but in terms of volunteers, we don't have time to sort through everything. And so if it's new in the package, it's really a bonus. The kids are going to love it. They're going to feel special. And some kids really haven't had an opportunity to have something that's theirs right. and that's new. Um, and so why we don't want to focus on new, it really does make a difference. Um, so really anything, school supplies, anything that you'd like or need, um, they like to. Awesome. Yeah, anything your kid or family needs. Yes. And how they make a donation or? Uh... Um, on our website, birthbright.org. Um, it's B-I-R-T-H-B-R-I-T-E.org. Um, they could also send us um, in the mail. We have our contact information on there. It's 1410 West Ganson Street in Jackson. Um, and they could just call if they want to 
organize something and we can most certainly give them the information that way too. Uh, I see no reason why people should not help. Mm -hmm. What a great cause. No. Uh, Governor Whitmer actually knows all about uh, Birthbright and mm -hmm. has uh, selected Tia's sister, Monique, to yeah. serve on a special advisory panel uh, in Lansing. Congratulations. So, That's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, it's really great. Thanks for all you guys do. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, Tia Parker, co-founder and CEO of Birthbright Company. Uh, the morning show continues after these words. Welcome to A Sandy Place, a unique virtual platform designed to support and grow human well-being. Through virtual workshops, creative experiences, and self-exploration, you can take a deep breath, have some fun, and read or learn something new. Explore the opportunities at asandyplace.com and on social media. Wishing you wellness. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Everyone's getting excited for Memorial Day weekend around here. The place is starting to uh, look empty. People are, people are leaving. Mm -hmm. They're leaving town. Did, did you know one of the things about um, Aviation Day, you can take an adventure on a C-47 Hairless Joe. <laughs> hmm? Apparently that's the name of a plane. Really? And you can take, that's uh, from the Yankee Air uh, Museum, and they'll uh, be taking people up on these uh, no, thank you. antique planes. <laughs> I know a lot of people that love to do that, and uh, I wish them well from the ground. It's, I, I've been in them. I've been in. I've been in uh, C forty seven. I've been in the T six. Wow, brag, I've, brag much. Wow, <laughs> wow. You ever been in a private jet? I think you should do it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I like to watch. I like to watch from the ground. I, I'll tell you, I would fly with Clint though any day of the week. Yeah. Clint, I'll fly with him. So. Yeah. You've never been in a private jet. No. Have you? No. Like one of those, uh, what do they call those? Uh, Private jet? Yeah, but you can rent them. Uh, oh, yeah, like a jet. Uh, jet, jet, uh, whatever. What are those called? The rental? Rental jets. Jet. You call them up Brandon, and say, we've done we want to go to the What do we call that when we rent, rent the plane? Yeah. Net jet. Net jet. <laughs> net jet. We have, a, we have a net jet subscription here. Yeah. We can only afford to go to Mount Pleasant, though, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So... Um, it's a big day uh, here. The uh, folks from Bailey Excavating are waiting in the lobby right now, um, and they're here to get their photos taken. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did I tell you about that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, you did. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So, so it's coming up on uh, the show tomorrow. The show tomorrow. You know, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I do have that here somewhere. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Dana just brought oh, here it, it is. in. Here it is. Yes. Uh, Jeff Bontrager will be here tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. And Joe DeBeau will be talking Grass Lake Music in the Park and the Grass Lake Traffic Jammin'. Mm -hmm. uh, coming up later today, we invite you to tune in. We've got Tim DeWitt from Jackson Catholic Schools. You actually have the list. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Tim DeWitt, Jackson Catholic Schools. Troy White with the uh, latest on the street construction projects. Dr. Ed Mantine, yes. uh, Jackson College Distinguished Service Award honoree. John Blank and Gary Wilcock, two of Jackson's top artists. And Hakeem Crampton and uh, Thad Williams getting ready for the Southside Festival Series all later today. We'll see you this afternoon. Thanks for watching.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen.